Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 if you have your Bible or you could follow along with me on the board it reads now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the day of Herod the king behold there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the Jews For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. When King Herod heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Y'all may be seated. They knew the Messiah was born because of the light that was in the sky that they called a star. The star tells the story of a light coming into this world in a powerful way. One that fills the prophecies of the prophets that caught the attention of the wise men who had the eyes to see what others could not see, including Herod the king and the scribes of the church. The church itself could not understand the light. And this light provided them a way of direction. The light directed these men to Jesus. Have you ever thought of how powerful light is? I I know how powerful light is. I've got shocked many a times messing with the electricity of lights. One of, one of the things of light is once you are in the dark, you are suddenly seeking any kind of light to guide you to safety. Children sometimes need nightlights for comfort or to direct them to their bedroom at night. Light has has been a reference of understanding for instance when someone finally understands something by studying they might say the light bulb has came on light also refers to goodness rather than darkness which refers to evil Throughout the Bible, light is used to picture God's actions, commands, scriptures, and righteousness. Light goes all the way back 
to the book of Genesis, the very first chapter, the very couple of verses, where in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, where God began to create things on this earth. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So God saw the light, and he said that it was good. Now, this wasn't just looking at the light. He didn't just notice the light. That word there, saw, when God saw the light, that meant he analyzed the light. He studied the light. He took notice of the light. And he said that it was good. And then he said, because he studied it, because he noticed it, because he analyzed it, he said, I'm going to have to separate the light from the darkness. Now, I wonder if the reason he did that was because he noticed that the light was overpowering the darkness. So he said that they needed to be separated in order for us to tell the difference between the two. Now, further on down that chapter, in verse 16, God gave these lights names. He said, God said he was going to call one day and the other night. The whole purpose of the sun in this atmosphere is to shine light unto this world. But God didn't stop there. He made sure that there was light, a smaller light, still in the dark. The moon is a reflection of the sun that is in the day. The whole purpose of the moon and the sun is to bring light to this world. Now in verse 18, God said this light is going to have rule over the day and over the night. That was its purpose that was the calling of the sun in the moon that was its nature that is why he analyzed it that is why he separated it this was what God was saying in verse 16 17 and 18 you have a purpose and this is why I did what I did you cannot tell me that God did not know what he was doing when he spoke light into existence he knew exactly what he was doing, church. Now, let's bring this to the New Testament, bring it back to the Christmas story, where the three wise men knew that the Messiah was born because of the light that they saw in the sky. That light was put there by God himself. Because wherever Jesus is, there is going to have a light. In the New Testament, Jesus added the illustration by declaring that he is the light. And those that believe in him 
has the light of life and are sons and daughters of the light. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whosoever follows me will never walk in darkness again. So you're telling me that I don't have to walk in this darkness. You're telling me I don't have to struggle with this darkness all around me. My Bible says whosoever follows Jesus will never walk in darkness again, but you will have the light of life in your life. Now in John chapter 12 verses 36, it goes on saying, believe in the light while the light is still here so you will become child, children of the light. So one of our purposes in life is to become children of the light. In other words, as Christians, the only source of spiritual light in our lives is through Jesus Christ. As Christians, we are no longer lost in worldly darkness, but we are called to walk as children of the light. Wherever Jesus is, there is a light, and this darkness has no power over the light. That is why it needed to be separated, because it could not exist in the same presence. Now, light can exist in darkness, but darkness cannot exist in light. That's how powerful our God is tonight. King Herod could not understand the concept of having the light in his life. All of Jerusalem, the whole town, did not believe in the light. There are still people today that don't think the Messiah, the first coming of the Messiah, has even happened. And when he comes back again the second time, they're going to be confused and they might be forgotten. They're still looking for the Messiah, but we know as the church that the Messiah has already came. Because of the light that is in the darkness. The, the three wise men, they took the hard steps, the hard journey to get to the Messiah. They knew how important the light was. They walked through the day and through the night because, because they had the light guiding them and the light guarding them on their journey. When Jesus was born... He exposed darkness. When Jesus was born, darkness realized how weak it was. Jesus invites each and every person in this church to have his marvelous light in his life today. Jesus was the light that walked on this earth. He was the greater light. In John chapter 9, in verse 5, it says, As long as I am in this world, I am the light of this world. And while he walked on this earth, there was nothing that could have dominion over him, not even death itself. That's how powerful the light is on this earth. Do you know what you have when you're filled with the Holy Ghost? You receive a light. You do. And it helps you to experience exactly what the book of Genesis experienced when God spoke light into existence. 
You see, we are all filled with darkness. We have the nature to live in darkness. The Bible says that we were all born to sin. It comes natural because of the Garden of the Eden. But this light that comes with the Holy Ghost, it has dominion over all of our darkness, church. So if it feels like you're going down the wrong road, you need to get the Holy Ghost. If it feels like your life is spinning out of control, you, you need to get the Holy Ghost. If you're always feeling like you're in the darkness and you're trying to climb out of this dark hole called the world of life, you need to get the Holy Ghost. Jesus said his spirit will guide you into all truth. That's found in John chapter 16 and verse 13. So having his light can consume our darkness. But he doesn't stop there with the light. This light does so much more for you and I. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he speaks about the light, the same light that was in Genesis, the, the same light that was born in the manger. He speaks about that light. Jesus was looking at his disciples and he said, You are the light of the world. So you mean to tell me, before that verse, Jesus said he was the light. And now we find in, in Matthew, Jesus is now saying that we are the light. How is that even possible? It's because that God that was the light can now live inside of you with that light. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, it says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. Verse 15 and 16 says, Neither do a man light a candlestick and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candlestick, and it gives light to the whole, the whole household. It goes on saying, let your light so shine before men that ye may see the good works and glorify your Father which is, is, which is in heaven. He said, let your light so shine before men. He could have easily said, let your light shine before men. But he put that word so in there. It's because he wanted to present it with force. He wanted to present it with power behind it. He said, let your light so shine before men. He was commanding us, this is what your purpose is. This is what I want you to do once you're filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, let your light so shine before men. We've got to let this light shine, church. This light started out with you, but the more that you develop this light in you, the more that you seek after this light, the more that you let this light grow, it begins to shine, not just for you, but it begins to shine for this whole world. The only thing that is going to turn this dark world around is the light. The light is the only thing that has dominion over the darkness, over our darkness, over our nature. Listen to me when I say this. God wants the world to know that he still exists. And that's only going to happen through us. 
When the light came into this atmosphere, it creates disciples that walk in the truth. You are the church of the living God, and we need to know without a shadow of a doubt, we need to have a firm belief and a firm foundation of who we are and whose we are. When you walk, when you walk outside these four walls, we need to know that every principality and every demonic spirit hits their knees when you walk by them. How is that possible? It's because the darkness is the absent of light. And you have this light living inside of you. Don't let this light be absent of your life. When you start living for God, when you choose to change your life and you start living for God, God begins to equip you with what you need, with everything you need to overcome the darkness. In the book of John chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5, it says that, that in him was life and the life was the light of man. And the light shine in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness was confused when the light showed up. The darkness could not understand what light was. The only thing the darkness realized is the brighter the light got, the weaker the darkness got. Let me tell somebody something tonight. The more that you apply Jesus in your life, not just in a church service, but on your work site, but in your school and in your community, the more that you add Jesus in your life, all this darkness that surrounds us each and every day will get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer until the only thing in your life is the light. The darkness of anxiety cannot compete with the light. The darkness of suicide thoughts cannot compete with the light. The darkness of strife and envy cannot compete with the light. Anger, bitterness, loneliness, and all of this otherness that the world puts on your life cannot compete with the light. When you leave this place tonight, my main focus for this service, Brother Francois, is all of us, including me, when we leave this service tonight and we walk into this dark and hurting world, a world that needs more light, church, don't be afraid to shine your little light. Amen. We have got to let this light shine. This is the purpose of the church to shine bright. Isaiah 41 and verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Satan has a way to silence the Christian. He does it every day, church. Look around. Everybody else has a voice, but don't let the Christians have a voice. 
As long as you keep it in these four walls you call a church, that's good. You can do that. But don't take it outside to the community. Don't take it outside to your families or to your friends or to the hurting or to the needy. Say whatever you want behind a pulpit, but don't take it to the streets and the highways and the byways. We are a reflection of Jesus Christ, and we got to get out there. This light got to get out there. We have a purpose, and that's our purpose. Our purpose is not inside of this church. This is the benefits of living for God. Our purpose is outside of these four walls, reaching the lost, reaching the hurting. Paul tells us in Acts chapter 13, in verse 47, he says, For this is what the Lord has commanded us. In other words, he's saying, you better do this. He's not saying, think about it. See if you feel good this day. And and, and if you do, then do this. No, no, no. He says, the Lord commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles. That you may bring salvation to the ends of of the earth you have been made to bring light for salvation not just for the church but to the ends of the earth we know multiple people that are struggling right now and I, some of us are struggling but we know a God that can help our struggle there are people outside of this church that are struggling and they don't know a God They might know he exists, but they have never felt him. They have never been blessed. They have never had a a healing happen in their life. They're lost, church. And he says, take this salvation to the ends of the earth. He commands us to let this light shine. The physical world. The physical world's light comes from the sun, S-U-N. But the spiritual world light comes from also the sun, S-O-N. Jesus Christ living with inside of us. You determine how bright your light shines. And you determine who sees your, not, your light or not. I work with so many people, some that say they're Christians and some that say gladly they're not Christians. But sometimes the the gladly not Christians are more excited than the so-called Christians. I don't want this church to be the so-called Christians. I want people to see Jesus in each and every person in this church. Every family needs to apply this light to your life. It's the only thing that's going to take you out of your darkness. It's the only thing that's going to cripple sin in your family and cripple sin on your job site and cripple sin in your school. It's the light of Jesus. That's what happened in the manger. 
We like to focus on, oh, it's a pretty baby wrapped up in a manger with sheep around him. But it's so much bigger than that. The three wise men understood this. This was the Messiah. And he brought life and light to this world just as a baby. How powerful it is that the Bible says that you can have that exact same light in your life today. Don't take that light for granted. Don't just look at it, but study it, analyze it, and realize that you need to separate the light from the darkness in your life. That's why God calls us to be separate from the world. Because the world is the absent of the light, and we got to bring this light to them. And we got to let it shine so bright that it actually does something in our world. It's more than just saying, I believe in Jesus. We got to take action to what we believe in. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost helps you defeat sin. Sin Sin only stays around. It only stays alive in darkness. But the moment you apply light, the moment that light steps on the scene, sin begins to tremble and it has to flee. That's what happened when Jesus was born. Sin began to get worried. Oh, we're ruling this earth, and then the Messiah comes for the first time, and then sin begins to get scared because sin realized that it doesn't have the power that it thinks it has over people because now there is a Messiah on the scene, and now he's going to start changing things on this earth because it's not that dark as it used to be because Jesus is not just in a manger, but he's living in each and every family in this church. If you got God's spirit living inside of you, you are a threat to sin. So don't you dare hide this light. Don't you dare and try to live without this light because it's going to be one of the biggest mistakes in your life. You let Jesus change you. You let Jesus rearrange you. Whether you've been in church for 30 years or you're a visitor in this church right now, you have a God that can fix everything in your life and wipe away every darkness in your life just by speaking the name of Jesus. When you apply Jesus in your life, something happens. Something happens, church. Why don't we stand? Jesus wants this light that he gave us. He gives us this light. He didn't have to leave the throne of heaven. He had everything going for him, Brother Larry. But yet my Bible says that he rose himself in flesh so he can experience everything that we go through. So he can let this light shine even brighter.
and even stronger in this world. He realized that the light was spoken into existence in the book of Genesis. But when he was born, he realized that he had to come to this earth. Because they needed to be a separation. They needed to have a change. This light that God gives us, he wants us to let it shine as bright as it ever been in our lives. It's going to help you in your darkest hour. It's going to be Jesus. Your spouse might not have the answer. Your, your best friend might not have the answer. Your pastor and your pastor's wife might not have the answer. But, but Jesus said if you apply him to your life, he'll give you that light that'll shine brighter than any problem and any situation that you can ever go through. Any storm will have to bow down to the light that Jesus gives us. So if you're feeling like you're missing something, if you're feeling like you're powerless in your life, I got a verse for you, and I'm closing with this verse. It's a powerful verse, and we often quote it, and we quote it real fast, but do we realize what we're quoting? It's in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power. Every one of us should have this power in our life. If you feel like you're missing something, maybe it's this power. Well, how can I get this power? Well, let's read on. It says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So you mean to tell me the only way I can receive this power is receiving the Holy Ghost. I'm not telling you that. The book of Acts is. So like I said earlier, 30 years in church or you just got in church, sometimes we need to renew this Holy Ghost because our level, our power is not where it needs to be. And we're lacking and we're walking this earth and we're lacking and we're struggling. Maybe it's because the light is not as bright as it used to be. So as they get ready to sing, it's real early tonight. I want to open these altars up. I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that every family in this church, if you have a family member here, husband and wife, kids, or if you're just by yourself, if you're by yourself, go find your pastor and your pastor's wife. Join that family. I think we need to join our families tonight, and we need to kindle that light that God spoke into our life because that's what it's going to take church to make it to the end because the second coming of Christ he's going to be looking for a church that is shining brighter than the darkness in the world so these altars are open why don't we come to the front join hands with your family and let's get our focus on the Lord Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Church, or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. 
thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.